October 5, 2022. It's a Watch for Pedro show. May there be peace and love and perfection throughout all creation. Oh God, may there be peace and love and perfection throughout all creation. Oh God, may there be peace and love and perfection throughout all creation.
show happy wednesday start off with john coltrane doing the sun that's alice coltrane on the piano and it's her composition cosmic music then nora o'connor with the all right now i love that bass uh, thing andy fraser did at the end of that free song all right i use that to help the sound man my sound checks while I was doing gigs before I was crippled on the you can tell that I'm not man alone because of those engineers in Estonia with their Skype invention I got with me Nora Connor from Evanston, Illinois making a bunch of noise please Nora we gotta thank Howard we gotta thank Howard first off for making the connect Nora please bring your earliest musical recollection my earliest musical recollection i would say you know i grew up with parents who were from ireland and they used to have these parties and as kids we used to be the bartenders you know and by you know by drink number two or three someone would just throw their head back close their eyes and sing the most beautiful irish song you ever heard you know these weren't people trying to be musicians these were just you know, aunts and uncles and friends of my parents. And uh, I was really attracted to the freedom of that and the feeling of that. So you consider your voice your primary musical instrument? I do. Okay, so it doesn't matter whether there was instruments in the pad you grew up. That's right. Okay, because you're hearing it at the uh, parties here. And, and what, what yeah. about at, at school? What was Were you in the marching band or the choir or shit like that? 
I did all that stuff. Well, I didn't do marching band. I didn't learn how to play guitar until college, until I was about 21. So backwards from that high school, I did choir and show choir and I did musicals. And um, yeah, that's kind of how, you know, joining the choir was when I realized uh, how important and how I was attracted to harmony singing. Now, what was the first record you bought with your own money? I would probably say uh, probably John, Elton John, Captain Fantastic. And what was the first gig you went and saw? Uh, my first big concert was Duran Duran and um, John Boo. John, what was his name? John Beauvoir, this, this guy with a white mohawk. Duran Duran at Poplar Creek outside of Chicago, Illinois. <laughs> Now, after school, not graduating, but in the afternoon, did you get into the basement band, bedroom band, garage band thing? I wasn't that cool. I, um, you know, in high school, I was really just kind of a theater geek. And, um, you know, we would we would sit around and listen to records. I also did like dance. So I would, you know, make up dances to Thriller and Tears for Fears and Prince and, uh, you know, that that's the kind of stuff I did, you know, just when was the first laying time, down between the speak when was the first time you sang in front of people? The first time, um it, it must have been in high school, like for I, I was in a play called The Wiz and I was in the I was in a, oh no, I was Barnum. I was in the choir in they called Barnum. And um and that was the first time I, I sang and performed in front of uh, an audience or, you know, more than my parents. And was that a success? It w I was into it, yeah. I was into the fellowship of the theater people and, um, you know, those, those were my kind of weirdos at that time. Yes, it was great. And uh, up to this point, did you get involved with writing your own songs? No, mm -mm. I didn't. I didn't start writing um, songs until after I picked up an instrument. I didn't really think I can write a song without knowing how to play piano or guitar or an instrument. And so when I was 21, I picked up a guitar and, and started learning through listening to bluegrass and playing with bluegrass people down in southern Illinois. And uh, that's when... Once I had a couple chords under my under my fingers, that's when I started writing songs. Do you remember the first song you wrote? Yes, I do. It was uh, I wrote it uh, when I was in college, and it went on a compilation. Yeah, it was some like desperate kind of breakup song uh, that I wrote. Gosh, you don't remember the title? It was called "Find Time." So I've been it, waiting it was, all this time. It was, it was ironic, right? Yeah, yeah. Now, I'm 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 guessing this was college time. Did you go uh -huh. to Did you go to college for music? I did eventually. I went to college to study speech pathology, and I quickly discovered uh, that. Uh, I didn't want to work that hard. Did, did, and I, was... did I hear right? Did you say pathology? Speech speech pathology. Now, pathology is usually trying to find out what's sick. Speech pathology. Like um, a, a speech therapist I wanted to be. Okay, because when I'm thinking of a pathologist, they're trying to, 
right? Some kind of a bad yeah. thing. <laughs> yeah. So with my 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 college had a music business program, and so I transferred into that. That seemed more more my speed. Music business, like manager. Yeah. Yeah, we had a really good radio station and a good. You no, know, what I, I mean I is, get... like, they're trying to train you to be a man, <laughs> trying to be a manager. I don't know. It, it wasn't a very good program. It was basically a ton of music classes and a ton of business classes. And there was one class we went to Nashville once a month and met with, you know, uh, publishing people and songwriters and industry and label people. Yeah, the real creative creative side of the racket, right? Now, yeah. Uh, when you write songs, you're singing with your guitar playing. It's woman alone, or do you join a combo, an ensemble? So I I write I do write alone. No, and no, I'm then, talking. We're still in the back yeah. days, old days, oh, southern yeah. southern Illinois. You know, when I was there. I wasn't really writing much. I was really just kind of learning how to be in a band. And, and uh, I was in a vocal band. Okay. Called Tell me about the first band you were in. Okay. The first, well, the very first band I was in was called the Rocky Horribles. And we did Rocky Horror Picture Show songs and Schoolhouse Rock songs. <laughs> that was and, it. <laughs> and, and did you play guitar? Or were you just a singer? I didn't play guitar yet. Yeah. I was kind of still learning and I wasn't ready to do it in front of people. So... Were you Columbia or who was the other lady? Uh, uh, Little Nell played uh, Columbia, right? And I think uh, I think I was the Susan Sarandon, whoever Susan Sarandon's character. Well, she's the, yeah, but that's the the, the Square Johns, right? I'm, I'm talking yeah. about like the crew. Uh, what Frankenfurter's crew, right? He's got right. two ladies, and one is kind of bowl haircut, and the one hat looks kind of like the. Bride of Frankenstein thing. That's right. That's right. I can't right. remember her I name. I can't They end either. up turn, getting turned to fucking statues or something. <laughs> yeah. You know, I that didn't... movie was really big, believe it or not. In the, it was so it, big. No, I'm, I'm talking about Hollywood punk scene in the 70s. My sister took me to the Tiffany. It was playing at West Hollywood every weekend, right? At this theater. And, you know, people would like took this fucking movie up. They knew all the words and they're throwing a toast and jump up there in the time warp. That's, so I see at the first gigs I go to, I see people from that. So I think there was a connect with the old punk scene or the original mm -hmm. here in Hollywood. Where I live is 30 miles south in the harbor. But So I didn't really know Hollywood. Or, I don't think a lot of people were from Hollywood, but that was the yeah, crexus of the crisis. And I, there was a bleed over. Not to interrupt your story. Okay, not at all. And what was the other band you said? Uh, it was a band called, we called ourselves the Immigrant Fleas. <laughs> and we did, uh, I don't know where that name, that unfortunate name came from, but we did, you know, we did Beatles and Crosby, Stills and Nash and Young and, and um, like a lot of. Uh, so this is covers too. So you're not an original he, band yet. He, yeah, I really, I mean, yeah. this is the way me and Dee Boone learned. No one wrote songs, you know, in the 70s here. Uh, everybody copied off records. I want to play yeah. uh, Drip Drop with this band you're in nowadays or recently. Yeah, the Flat Five. Flat Five.
Bible school in our Texas town It's where we buried our Spanish down We tried to tell our little jokes In the yard behind the wagon spokes But you can't speak Spanish anymore It's English or nothing beyond the door We threw our words in the dirt None were left and it hurt They'll make us Anglo someday No offense divides our graves And you can't speak Spanish anymore It's English or nothing beyond the door
it'll be a dark night The sun barely rose before it went back down Midwinter bitter cold I'm stuffing blankets beneath the door Here comes the longest night
Watch for Pedro Show. That chunk of music started off the flat five featuring Norm O'Connor. Drip a drop. Then after that, controllers, top secret controllers for a little bit of time. From the I think they were the first band to play the mask. But they had Mad Dog Carl on drums, and she's great. Good people. Very kind to me always. When I'd see her play her ass off. MS took her a couple of days ago, so we miss her much. After that, oh, Bob was trending with Inter Slices. Or is that Stices? Yeah, they have a weird title. Or trippy title. Then R04 with Going Back, brand new out of Tokyo. Then Tim Hill from his new CD. The, the title track, Giant. Uh, Sound of Ceres. After that was Sunray Venus. Brand new from the Bacanas. I think that's how you pronounce it. Futuro, and I think, you know, when they wanted to use cuss words but not say fuck or shit, so they put a bunch of uh, punctuation marks. Uh, Ella Swan with Chinatown. How I Quit Crack off their new album. Scarless is the tune. Diane Marl Adoba with no, <laughs> Doba. Cloba. Fuck my eyes. I need new glasses, people. Or maybe print the shit bigger, huh? Diane Marie Cloba. <laughs> Pardon. Truly. The lights up. No, he lights up. <laughs> I saw a T that wasn't there. And finally, flat five again. Butterflies don't bite. I would. Somebody was just telling me about somebody who's got a phobia still. They can't be around them. They freak out. Even though, yeah, they fucking... Butterflies! I wouldn't shit you, Nora. So let's let's get back to your musical journey. So you're in these cover bands. Okay. What happens after that? Well, you get out of Southern Illinois. You graduate? That's right. I graduate, and then I move back You go back, back to Big Shoulders? To Chicago. Yeah. <laughs> back no, to it was, I, was, I was conceived there. I was born in Virginia, but I was conceived there. There's a Navy boot camp. <laughs> And my pop was 18 years old getting booted, you know. And my mom was uh, just moved from Peoria up to the north side. She even gave me a, a gag tie. There's a little street. I even got to see it. But anyway, there was a uh, benefit for uh, Hungarian refugees because, you know, Soviets went in. It's like 56, 55, 56. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. so they met there. And uh, I remember when I... I was helping the Stooges at Steve Albini's place and bought his bicycle. And I went to that address and I called on the leash. Mom, I'm here. She goes, Michael White, you were conceived there. You'll get to the age when you, you talk with that, your parents. Nick. But <laughs> what, what do you do when you get back? So uh, I'll get back. Also, shout out to Peoria. That's where some of my flat five buddies are from. So there's a lot of good things coming out of Peoria. Yeah, she had shout to out move. to Peoria. Yeah, she had to move um, there. It's about 200 miles south, people. But I think uh, that's right. It's really, really sweaty. And Caterpillar uh, makes uh, tractors there. But my mom was actually from uh, Wyoming, uh, coal town. But when they ran out of coal, dines by hot springs, they, they shut the town down. So they moved to Peoria. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah, love it. Um, so, yeah, I moved up to Chicago and kind of, you know, just just flailing around a little bit, you know, working at a law firm. And then I started doing 
you know, I, I was getting a little bit better at guitar. So then I started playing, um, you know, there's the, there's a place in Rogers Park called No Exit. And I would go do open mics there. And then there was another, there was coffee shop in Wrigleyville called Uncommon Ground, which is still there. And I would, and I would, you know, just, just kind of start playing. And then, you know, I just started making friends with people who were doing the same shit that I'm doing, you know, playing, playing music in the coffee shops and just running around town with our acoustic guitars and, uh, I joined a band called Urban Twang for a while. It was like a country band. Uh, and that was really fun. And, and, you know, and then I settled in with this man called the Blacks, the Black family, which was kind of like a, like a punk, cow punk, you know, bloodshot records band. Um, so we toured around in a van and slept on floors and, you know. Actually, I got- played, Minutemen played with this cat. At the music machine, he was a met, uh, member of the surf punks, and then he became Scott Cowpunk Goddard. So that's when I first oh. heard that word. And then I heard it with rank and yeah. file used, and then a band that we actually put out, me and D. Boone, on New Alliance called uh, Blood on the Saddle. But that. That's a, yeah. Yeah, that's a, a trippy. Well, the whole thing is genre is fucked up, but it is a trippy uh, thing. Okay, so, so does this band tour? Yeah, yeah, we toured. So is this um, your first tours? That was my first. Yeah, that was that was the first time I got in a van and started, you know, driving around and, you know, playing small clubs, you know. What was your job in start. the band? I played electric guitar and I sang. So it was uh, two electric guitars, upright bass and drums. And did you supply any of the compositions? Um, Dan, the Dan, Danny Black and Gina Black, they were the main songwriters. And, you know, I kind of came in, they had already put a cassette sure, out. Sure, sure, sure. So you're, and, you're like a helper lady. Side, side yeah. Bumps. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's kind of, that's kind of like been my story, you know, all this, this whole time. Well, it doesn't like sound the, like at first, know? at first it sounds like you're a woman alone. Right? With the, yeah, co- yeah, that's with the right. coffee that's houses right. and stuff. Then you I, I felt on. like I, I, I worked well. Okay. Okay, so That's how right. long yeah. are you with the, the, um, the Black family? Yeah. So I don't know. I I I lasted for about three years. We did a couple records, and then I split. And now, I those started records touring are, are, with those the, are, are those the first recordings you were involved with? Yes, but I uh, before that um, I had. Uh, you know what? Before that, I'm. Something that I I don't really talk about much. I made a whole record. I made I made my first solo. Record. I wrote ten songs and I recorded them just to say, okay, Nora, you're you're do this is what How you did do. How did you record like, them yourself on a four track? I went to I, I recorded in um uh this guy Victor Sanders in his attic. He had a little studio in his attic. Do you have a name? Uh, and I re- it's called Cerulean Blue is the name of the record. No, no. Did the, uh, the studio have a name? Oh, shit. It's okay. I just uh, wanted to give yeah. him credit. So Cerulean Blue is actually your first record, and it's it's That's, written by yeah. you. It's Are you the producer, or it, was your buddy? I, I'd say I, I was the producer. Like, I, you know, I, I pulled in a couple friends and uh, that I had met. Um, my friend Tony Ventura from... Who, who moved up here from Southern Illinois. We used to play together down in Southern Illinois. And, and he and I, he, he played 
like so it's this not, big old ovation. It's not you just singing in guitar. You have an accompaniment. Accompaniment. Yep, that's right. Yeah, I had um, a, couple, a friend came in and played bass. Um, my friend oh, Mark it's all ensemble. Came, it's all ensemble. It is. Yeah. You got that's a drum awesome. set up? Did you get a drum set up in the attic? <laughs> yeah, he had drums in the attic. <laughs> ah, all <Yeah>. right. <laughs> they probably stayed it's up in the that... attic. <laughs> Probably still there. I think Victor you know what I mean. Up and down in the attic up. with a drum set would be fucking tough. Yeah, maybe. forget about it. Yeah, forget it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, no, thank now, you. now, now, why did you? Why did this slip your mind? Was this released or was it just kept away? I think you know it was released, but it wasn't. Uh, they're not the greatest songs, and it wasn't a particularly fun time in my life. So it's it's just this little capsule of time that. I'd like to not think about. But it's and, actually and those, it's actually before the Black family. It is, yeah. Okay. It is. Just trying to keep the timeline straight for That's, the listeners, Nora. Yeah, thank you. No thank problem. you. Sorry about the confusion. Yeah. Uh, no, no, that's all right. That's all right. What's what's following along? He's got it there. And so you say you last three years with the Black family. Yep. And then I did. And then we started doing some shows with Andrew Bird and his Bowl of Fire when he had Andrew Bird. And he and I, Andrew Bird and I, you know, we, we had a connection. We, we, he was digging my voice and asked me if I would sing, you know, with him, at, you know, at the show. The Blacks would open up and Andrew Bird would play at the Oh, okay. Club you guys would share, a, you share the, the stage on a bill. And that's then right. that's how yeah, he got familiar. Yeah. Look, look, Laura, I got to stop you, but you're going to get to go on. But we're at the end of the first hour of okay. October 5, 2022. Dish of Peter's special guest, Nora O'Connor. Hold tight for hour two. October 5, 2022 is the second hour. What for Pedro's show?
Thank you.
impressions control the view. Rights reproductions, cultural expectations allow certain ideas to make their way through. Proper disposal of pop's machines. Proper disposal of pop's machines. Proper disposal of pop's machines. Proper disposal of
Show. We start off the second hour with Nora O'Connor with Windwall. Unfortunately, I would wager we have no Cerulean Blue songs, so we'll get into this. Ben Salter from Tasmania after that was Sublimation. John Coltrane birthday song party from Mike Watt from you, Dr. Eugene Chadbourne. Where's he at? Uh, the Salem? No. North Carolina and the West part. I, I, I don't know why I can't think of it. It starts with a G, huh? Uh, ha Hammered Hulls, brand new. Rights and reproduction. And finally, the fat, the Flat Five with House of Foam. And uh, is it Greenpoint? No. Uh, for, I'll think about it later, people. We're back to Nora Connor's journey through music. So... Uh, Brother Bird likes your voice. He's see, hearing That's you at right. the gig. And he asked you to join the ensemble? He did, yeah. He was uh, just about to make a record. So he recruited um, myself and Kelly Hogan to come do some backup harmonies on his record. And uh, it was called uh, The Swimming Hour. And I ended up joining the band. And I, I toured with Andrew for the next five or six years after that. And what'd you do in the band? Obviously you sang with him, right? But did you uh, do electric guitar also? So he had, at first it was Andrew Bird's Bowl of Fire. So he had a touring band and I sang and played percussion. And, um, 
and and then you know he kind of started changing and and the lineup started changing and uh for a while there we we toured as a trio just andrew bird kevin o'donnell and myself and um and then i also andrew and i did some tours just as a duo with me playing guitar and him playing violin and we toured all over the country and we we drove around europe a couple times just with the handsome family we toured with the handsome family which was just just amazing um yeah, so that that was that 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 took me up to probably like 2002 or probably in 2002 2003. That's um, uh, uh, yeah, I toured with Andrew for about five or six years, and then I I stopped, and I made another record on my own. I made a solo record after that called Till the Dawn. And is it is it woman alone, or did you bring friends aboard like Cerulean Blue? Uh, I bring, uh, yeah, definitely bring some, bring some friends along. I recorded um, at a studio called Mayfair Recordings, which is Mark Greenberg, who now manages the Wilco Loft, but he still has Mayfair uh, Recordings. So he had recording studio in his garage, and uh, I had all sorts of people come. And by this time, I had, you know, been around Chicago for a while, so, you know, I had Andrew Bird come in and play, um, you know, Scott Legan came in. Um, my friend Ryan Hembry was playing bass. Gerald Dowd was playing drums. Kelly Hogan came and sang on it. Kelly um, Hogan was on the show. Oh, yeah, she's the best. She's the queen. Yeah, well, I'm glad I had the best on the show. She was great. Yeah, you did. She was fucking yeah, great. Glad. I can't wait for her she's to come great. back on. Yeah. Which, uh, look, I want to play uh, a Nora Connor song, but I want to get into that. This flat five, how you met these cats in. Uh, okay. Yeah, okay, here we go. You say you should come with you, watch the birds that fly around. Where on earth did you get that time? All that time to sit around Cause if I were just that patient I'm sure I would lose my mind Making time for quiet travel In the past where I spent
all the birds that fly Except for that kid who was caught at the 
sights. The only working bus, not filled with corpses, lying empty, while the puddle turns into acids, slowly absorbing the bus floor. Then the bottom of the bus, and then seeing the frame of the bus collapse in on itself, like a red-hot Mars bar.
For Pedro Show, that chunk of music start off Nora O'Connor doing Out of Space. Out of mm. Space, people. And then we had organs out of Ireland. Some, I'm not going to say mm. which part because they're from both parts. So Ireland, and a, a brand new called Conduits. I think Bushy's mm. on the drums. Ian's on a, Ian might be on the bass. Uh, XV with Victimless Crime, Ray Shin, Dear Diary, and finally, Tarot Card. Nora O'Connor. Now tell me about meeting the flat five. How'd that happen? So, I'm Kelly Hogan earlier. You know, we met, she moved from Atlanta up to Chicago in 97, and she's a really big part of my whole, you know, my whole deal and spiel. Um, she she and I and Scott Legan started a, a trio, we got a gig opening up for the Blind Boys of Alabama. We called ourselves the Lamentations, and our whole thing was was kind of, you know, gospel music, and we tried to pick songs that didn't mention Jesus, which was hard. You know, we had a really short set list. <laughs> it was really hard to find songs. But then we, um, you know, we really loved this three-part harmony thing that we were, were getting into, and, and Scott recruited... Our friend Casey McDonough, who plays bass, amazing bass player. He's also he and Scott are also in NRBQ, and our friend Gerald Dowd was playing drums uh, for a few years when Five first started, and and uh, and then eventually Alex Hall was playing drums with us. Um, yeah, and and our you know we're the Flat Five. We're, we Scott McCoy described us as as twisted sunshine pop, and I love that. Um, you know, like you were saying, you're you're playing these songs to try to turn people on to to it, and and that's kind of how the Flat Five curates our set list. We do a lot of covers, mostly covers. We don't write songs. Um, all of our songs on our records are written by Chris League and Scott League and his brother. But um, you know, we're a kind of band. We're all in a bunch of different bands, but we play one or two times a year, and we somehow managed to make two records of Chris League songs. That's those, those, that's the guy who's writing all the songs like Butterflies Don't Fly. Yeah, she explained to me the process. It's a trip. The cat, the source of the compositions actually isn't part of the delivery system. Well, he is in that sense, but he's the brother of one of the cats in the band. That's right. Yeah, Chris League, and he, uh, he, he's, he's just this wonderful weirdo who, who is Scott's big brother and they have a beautiful relationship and, and, you know, Chris has hundreds of songs and we started, you know, covering his songs. It's just kind of a match made in heaven. You know, we are each other's 
muse. We started covering some of Chris's songs and, and there was a time when we weren't all touring so much in other bands. So that's when we settled down and, and decided, you know, we can make a record of all these covers that we do. Or we can make a record and, and have some fluency and, 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 and just record all these Chris Legan songs that we've been singing. So, um, so we made a record of Chris Legan songs and we loved it so much. We made another record of Chris Legan songs and, and we think we're going to stop it too, but you never know. There's so many Chris Legan songs to be heard, but we oh, just cause I to... thought, I thought there was going to be a third one in the works. You know, we, we, not at not at the, not at not at this time, you know. Okay, that's no okay. No pressure from Watt and we'll, Pedro. We'll, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, like uh, Orson Welles learned us, we will sell no wine before it's time. That's right. I, I don't know if you remember those <laughs> fucking Paul Masson commercial. I mean, this was two buck Chuck shit, right? Well, what a pro Orson. Welles. I think that was his last gigs. Right on. Yeah. That's so funny. Yeah. 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 Well, you're always invested in the next time, unless there ain't a next time, like Mr. Wells. God, he was big. I met him once yeah. on the street. Really? Oh, I my gosh. Him, uh, by Pink's. I don't know if you know Hollywood, but like on uh, I don't. La Brea, just north of Melrose, is a hot dog stand. It's been there since Pearl Harbor or something. And he had a chili dog in each hand. And I go, Mr. <laughs> Wells. He said, shake your hand, young man, but I am busy. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> and he's been, I mean, not just, you know, girth, but tall, too. He was, he was amazing. Look, we're at the end of the second hour, October 5, 2022 edition. Why Peter's so special guest, Nora O'Connor. Hold tight for hour three. October 5, 2022. It's the third hour. What from Pedro's show.
Le futur Le futur 
Pedro Show, start off the third hour with Soar from uh, Norah O'Connor. You know, D. Boone, we were putting together Minutemen, he said, I want a list of names I can choose from. So one of the names was Running Soars. <laughs> Glad he didn't pick that one. <laughs> Actually, I, my, my, the one he did pick was two words, and I was making fun of Arena Rock because that's all we knew. You know, we didn't know about clubs till the movement. So it was Minute Men. They said, no, nah, make it one word. And those fuckers who appropriate patriotic symbols will dilute their wannabe power. I said, sure, Deepu. Okay, after that, we had rubber O cement with insulin eyeliner with your host troglodytazone. God, these guys have fucked up times like that. Thank you, Brother Grux. And uh, they, he says they call their trip uh, the costume noise scene. Bay Area, hmm. East Bay, East Bay. Okay. Chucka Chucka from Yao Bobby and Simon Grab. Uh, Sarah Davachi with Old World and the Clear Song. Viv Coringham, Al Margolis. Al Margolis out of Chester, New York. Incredible cat. Two Albert Three. And then finally, Grace from Nora O'Connor. So, what about this record? I can't time. wait to hear my songs, my my little nerdy soft rock songs next to these this, this amazing, you know, some of this awesome punk stuff. Um, this record, you know, I, like like so many other people, you know, I had a lot of time on my hands over 
the freaking pan pandemic. And, uh, I started playing these little backyard shows back in like late summer, 2020 when nobody was still, nobody was doing anything. Nobody was visiting their mom. Nobody was going out to dinner. We still weren't doing shit, but we would get together in, in, you know, these backyards and all sit six feet apart with our masks on and like X out pieces on the grass. And after, you know, touring with a bunch of different bands, um, I just really liked playing solo again. I just kind of, I, I liked the idea of, of, um, it's been a while since I was focusing on just being Nora and, and seeing what Nora had to offer and what Nora could write. And, um, and, and I, so I just started writing. I'm like, I'm just going to write 10 songs and, and record them. Let's just, I just wanted to see what was in there. And this is what came out, these, these songs. And how'd you do? You know what I, I mean? The, okay. the, the pad, the, the, the pad where, uh, they, they captured the sounds. Was it a home record? Was it a studio? I record. Yeah. I recorded in a couple studios. I did. I did a lot of the vocals at home. Um, but I, uh, went to another, another attic studio, my friend, Alex Hall, reliable recorder. He's, I record, he's the drummer in the flat five and, and I recorded with him because he knows what, he knows me. He knows my aesthetic. He knows what mic to use on my voice. And, and I love the way he works and he's got a nice vintage feel to the way he, he records. So, uh, I did a lot of this stuff there and I, and then I went to my friend Steve Dawson. He's a songwriter here in Chicago and a teacher at Old Town School of Folk Music. And, you know, he's one one person I sent when I first started writing again. I sent him a song. I'm like, is this anything? Is this? So yeah, it's hard to be objective about, like, did I steal this whole melody and this chord progression from from somebody? And he's like, no, this this is great. Keep going. And I going. So I, and and then I sent some songs to. John Rawhouse, who plays with Nico Case, he I sent he lives in Phoenix, Arizona. I sent him a song to play pedal steel on, and okay, because I, I was going to ask you yeah. about that because you were saying nobody's doing anything, but I was collaborating like a motherfucker, trading files, making albums with people I never even met. So you were using the internet to get some stuff. I was for this record, yes, yeah, for all this new stuff, yeah. For sure. Yeah, I started about I, recruit, I, I started about ten years ago. So in a way, by coincidence, I had kind of a head start on that. Lucky Watt is yeah. what I mean. So okay, and there's a lot of good cats out of Arizona. There's a lot of kid cats everywhere. So that's why I think it's a resource. We don't have to use the internet just to spread lies and hate. We can also like collaborate. Oh, it's amazing! I love it. Yeah, I can ask anybody to be on my record, and I don't have to fly them to Chicago and put them in a hotel. Yeah, I can just know, send them a file. <laughs> see, you know what I mean? Pluses and minuses with anything human. You know, it's it's tripped out about that. I want to play my heart from you.
You can protest all you want, get you out of the house. You might make new friends, stop being a dormouse. Be sure to wear a mask, make a cutting-edge sign. But wear your running shoes, they might keep you from dying. But will you protest for years and years? Protest for decades, centuries. Will you protest for years? You've nothing else to do. Your jobs are mostly gone. There's no more school. Helicopters overhead all day and night. It's the new soundtrack, Apocalypse Light. You can protest all you want till the cows come home. But what really changes in the extra long term? Police will shoot people, that's what they're trained to do. But a sheriff just got slaughtered in sleepy Santa Cruz. Six hundred million guns in America take heed. More guns than people in the land of the free. And we need to all go green with our energy. As Greta Thunberg said, it's our only destiny. People go hungry every single day. Yet millions of tons of food still get thrown away. It's blamed on supply chains that had a big disrupt. When tourism, hotels, restaurants went belly up. When no one's got a job, will rent forgiveness come? Will there be UBI? It works in Finland. We wonder what our future really going to be. Some tech jobs, restaurant work, but lots of delivery. Bring back the WPA, there's plenty to do. Get paid for making art, make the world beautiful. And universal health care for give all student loans. They do this in Europe, why not here at home? We need new laws like no more chokeholds. We need wealth tax, nothing left to lose. We need more education for equality. We need black executives and women CEOs. But will you protest till the end of time? Protest till everything is both yours and mine. Everything equality.
Watch for Pedro Show. Last music for this edition. Started off with My Heart from Nora O'Connor. Then we had Susie Analog with Stay Ready slash Your Dreams. I guess it's a twofer. It's a medley, huh? Then Emily Ooh. Robb with Here Come the Arrows of Fortune. V. Vale and Marion Wallace. People don't know that V. Vale was actually the first keyboard player for Blue Cheer. So they saw Cream and they kicked everybody out because you could do it with the trio. But then the next keyboard Ooh. player was Ralph Kellogg, who became Ethan James with his Radio Tokyo recorded Minuteman Double Nickels on a Dime. V. Vale and his wife Marion Wallace with protest song Finally, Fare Thee Well, Nora O'Connor. I thought that was kind of a good song for the last one of the show, Norm. Where can people find you yeah. on the internet? It's the last song on the record, too. Um, so you, I, I have a little website, NoraO'ConnorMusic.com. Uh, and then I'm on a label here. Here, let me what? spell it for people. N-O-R-A-O-C-O-N-N-O-R-M-U-S-I-C.com. That's right. And uh, my label, Pravda, they have a website. Old-timey uh, Chicago labels put out a lot of good stuff. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, they're they're, they're amazing. So that's uh, PravdaMusic.com. Sure. And, and everybody knows that that, that word in Russian means truth. Everybody but me. Okay. I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, that's where the Communist uh, Party there <laughs> called their newspaper. I think at first it was Iskara, which means spark, and then it turned into truth. And now we got Truth Social, right? Okay. So anyway, Pravda, you know, anytime you learn a new word, people, even better yet, a new language, it just expands your vocab, so don't be afraid. And Nora, are you going to tour this record? So, yeah, I'm, uh, you know, I'm playing a lot around Chicago um, for the release, but I'm I'm hoping to hit the East Coast in the in the spring. I'm going to try to book a little living room tour. Like Woman Alone or um, an ensemble? Uh, uh, by myself, yeah, at first. Yeah, More, try we jammy Cano, right? We jammy Cano. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For and sure. also, and also, it probably, it's got the aesthetic of this, uh, piece this work yeah i mean i wrote these songs on, on guitar and and so you know i can i can play them with a band or i can easily just do it as a duo or a trio or or solo and and the songs will still come across sure, sure. the way i want them let, to let me ask you about the songs none of them are oldies right they were all for the from the situation yeah yeah, that's great. Yeah, they're all That's correct. great. That's yeah. great. So you got a document. To me, it's like a, a picture of Watt with the fucking mask on. All right. Now, when you get done with a record, well, at least Watt, you know, you're, you're all like, man, all that effort and all that stuff, and I'm finally done, and I'm glad it's over. Wait a minute. I'm thinking of the next record. Are you in that mode? You know what? I, I want to be, and... I, I think I kind of am because my last record was 17 years ago, you know, and the one before that was 10 years before that. So, you know, I purposely put an instrumental on this record so that instrumental can come back with lyrics on the next record so I can have some, some sort of fluency to the next record. So, yes, 
I am. Yes, I'm excited because I, I want to keep it flowing. I want to keep absolutely, the flow absolutely going. And you, th- and you think it'll be woman alone or an ensemble? It will definitely be uh, me and and recruiting my homies, getting you know yeah, my yeah. my flat fibers and and you know. I got a lot of friends here who who know what they're doing. Yeah, why not? So, uh, yeah, expound ex, expand on that, right? For right. sure, yeah. Right, because uh, I mean, some people they want contrast because they get sick of one thing, but other people, whoa, no, this leads to another, to another, to like peeling the onion. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I only I, I only got so much, you know. I I I only got so much so much. Uh, m- to, to to offer, you know, like I'm I'm I'm, you know, I, I'm a I'm I'm a, you know, I'm kind of a soft rock kind of country folky. I, I can't reinvent the wheel. So deep I, down, I, do you like, believe? Can I ask you deep down? Do, do is there somewhere that believes maybe music is music? It don't matter what the fucking name is put on it. A hundred percent. I just don't ask me what style of music I play. I don't fucking know. Okay. I, you know, I, I don't know. It's just music. Guitar. <laughs> I say that stuff and... because I just felt so fucking warped by the system of the, the, the bins in the chain store and all that shit. Anyway, yeah, I'm yeah. really glad you came on the show. It's a huge honor. Me? Will you get done with this next record you, you're dreaming of in the future? Will you come back on, please, Nora? I'd love to, Mike. It's been so fun talking to you. Thanks so much. Yeah, yeah. Thank you so much. Right back. People, it's been October 5, 2022. Dishwat Pedro shall keep your powder dry.